This episode of Happy Sad Confused is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code HAPPY at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Happy Sad Confused. I am Josh Horowitz, your fearless leader in this podcast endeavor. We call happy, sad, confused. Uh, we had the week uh, off last week with the holiday, but we are back bigger and better than ever. This week's guest, one of the stars of Jurassic World, Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, I'm going to keep the uh, shenanigans, the introduction pretty short because this was a long one. Uh, one of the longer ones we've done. Sh- Bryce... Um, was so great. Um, she, of course, has starred in so many great films from uh, The Village and The Help and Fifty Fifty. Um, and she's taken a break in recent years. She had a kid, and now she's back in a big way with Jurassic World opposite Chris Pratt and a slew of scary dinosaurs. Um, Bryce literally just uh, left my office. We had a long chat. She has set a new record on Happy Sad Confused for the most. Um, random questions answered from our little Indiana Jones fedora. Um, so look forward to that. And, um, and just a lot of great stories. I had a, I had a blast reconnecting with Bryce, who's one of the nicest people on the planet and from one of the coolest families, obviously her dad, Ron, um, one of the best filmmakers in, you know, last 30 years, I would say of making blockbuster entertainment. And Bryce, I have a feeling, will be directing features um, sometime soon. She's done a bunch of really cool shorts in addition to her awesome acting work. Um, But I think that's all the preamble I'm going to give you guys right now, except to say um, we'll resume kind of the question and answer thing next week. If you guys want to send in your questions to me, just use the hashtag HappySadConfused. Send it to me on Twitter. I'm Joshua Horowitz. And... um, also, let me know what you're liking, who you want to hear on the show. Uh, we're knee-deep in summer. I've seen Mad Max five times because I'm insane. Um, a lot of big summer movies coming up. A lot of really cool guests coming up. Um, I'm excited. Summer's off to a good start. Uh, so without any further ado, let's get into it. Um, my chat with uh, the great actress that is Ms. Bryce Dallas Howard. We need to just dive right in and talk about this. Is that okay? Is that okay? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. we're, we're off and running. First of all, it's really good to see you. It's been a while. Me too. Um, we just, we, so usually we do happy second views photos afterwards, but we decided to get them out of the way. And I have to say, you guys are going to see these photos. I'm very impressed. This is in the first, in about 250 photos with folks over the last two years. It's our first actual tears. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am. I don't even know. I I, I I was hoping to get tears out during the actual course of the conversation, right? But right. this is preemptive. Oh yeah, yeah. Well done. Um. Well, I mean, it's like it's like my parlor trick. It's that. It's a good That's one. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> um. It's been far too long, but you've been busy, I guess. Yeah, I had a baby. You had a baby. Congratulations. Yeah. Last time I saw you, I think I was very, very newly pregnant. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Because yeah, there was like a year or two period where I feel like I was seeing you like every two or three months because you had you were working a lot you had a lot of stuff that was up our alley everybody's alley and it was yeah. it was always fun to really catch up with you so I, I part of the the fun when i heard jurassic press was coming around the bend was like oh i'm gonna get to reunite with Bryce. oh that's no so seriously nice. thank you <laughs> seriously um yeah. and you're just back from paris right yeah i got i'm like i don't know you're where right. i don't am don't test me on that Josh. yeah i just got here from paris last night two days before that i was in london and the day before that i was in china so, so you soaked it all up really well. You really did a lot of sightseeing. Yeah, I really got to absorb my environment. <laughs> um, no, isn't it crazy? It's, it's just so the silly. it's just the weirdest thing to just get to go around the world and then see the interiors of hotel rooms. <laughs> Awesome. But you've also gotten to, I'm jealous because they haven't shown this yet. I'm seeing it this week. I'm seeing Jurassic this week. And, but the early, I mean, this literally, it just started to screen. Like, I guess they showed it in Paris, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, the buzz is really good. People seem really, really excited about it. Yeah. That's what, that's what I, I, I've heard. But you just, I mean, you never know. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm really I'm Have you excited. Did you sit through it? Have you yes. seen it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've seen it a couple of times now. And relieved, excited. Is it Because this relieved. kind of movie, when you see it, it's like you were in one movie, but then they've 
created a whole nother thing. Yeah, like 70% of the movie, I had just no idea what was going to happen. Right. Because um, it's dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was so happy seeing the film um, because I had such a great experience and because I had such high hopes as well, uh, mm. just as a, as, as, as a fan myself, I mean, I saw Jurassic Park when I was 12 years old in the theater opening weekend. Yeah. And I don't know, I feel like I would die if, if, if I felt like I was a part of something that would somehow spoil that legacy or, or, or mar it in any kind of a way. And I think that's one of the, I mean, one of the good things about talking to Chris and Colin, like everybody's talking the same way. It's like, these are fans first and then they came to the business. And, and in some cases, Jurassic was a part of reasons for why you would get into a business like this. So, so it's more than just like a job here. It's like, yeah, you don't want to fail your childhood. Yeah. I was going to say it's your childhood. Like this is our childhood at (laughs) stake right now. (laughs) Um, Oh man. It's crazy. But it's also like, um, yeah, because uh, when I was thinking about this franchise, it's, that that first film, I, I, I'm a little bit older than you, but like it hit. If it hits you between like ten and twenty, or even five and eighteen, there's oh, something. Don't tell me any five year olds are watching. Jurassic well, that's Park. Well, that was a question. So your kid, your older one, Theo, mm-hmm. is what like seven? He's he just well, yeah, he's eight. So is he gonna see it? Is it appropriate? Is it gonna? Um, he's. I'm gonna have my husband watch it, and we're gonna talk <laughs> about it. Okay. Um. I am super protective when it comes to media and and images. Yeah. And um, I think because I, as a child, I had such horrific nightmares. Uh, to be frank, as an adult, I do too. <laughs> and I still to this day, like when I'm going and getting into bed, I kind of take like a running leap and I like jump into bed just in case a hand swipes from underneath the bed. Because this happens every day. Mm-hmm. People know this. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you always got to watch out for that thing underneath the bed grown-ups um but uh so yeah so part of me is just like oh my goodness i i you know i i i I want him to be able to watch it in the theaters and he so desperately wants to see it he must be going out of his mind yeah he really is oh man i don't know what what film what films inspired your dread as a a child did you have a a traumatic event or two that that scarred you for life well my parents were pretty they were pretty cautious um in fact they weren't going to let me watch jurassic park Mm -hmm. Because I was 12 and it was PG-13, and they're just really – Wetter the wall. Like, just like what? literally so <laughs> like so literal about these things. Right. Um, but uh, but they saw it, and then I, I, I have a vivid memory of this. That they came home from the theater, and my dad said to me, this is cinema history. You have to go watch this in a movie. And I was so happy that yeah. he let me do that. And um, – um, yeah. Wait, what was your question? Yeah, tra- tra- uh, being traumatized as a child. Oh, being films. traumatized yeah. as a child. So, was I traumatized as a child? I mean, I know that when I would go swimming in the pool, I had to keep my eyes open because I was convinced there was a shark there. Right. So, I actually can't remember whether or not that was before or after I watched Jaws, but there was some <laughs> sense that there was this shark yeah. around. Um yeah, I still sleep with the lights on. Um, and yet, like, 40% of your career has been spent in some pretty... Scary movies. Yeah. Isn't that weird? What are you sorting through? Let's it's, get on the I couch. Know. What's going on? I know. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. I have no idea. My mom says this really great thing where she says, you know, it's important to... While they were really strict and they were very protective, she feels that for children, to a certain degree... She was actually defending the Grimm's fairy tales when she said this, but um, she said, to a certain degree, you need to expose your children to monsters, otherwise they will create them, and it will be so much worse... Interesting. ...than you could ever imagine. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really true. And maybe maybe she she that was kind of hard-earned wisdom because of me... <laughs> the screams that came out of Bryce's fearful child, room. blood-curdling <laughs> screams. I mean, my daughter, who's three and a half, saw... Um, my son was watching Paddington Bear, mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen it yet. And I'm usually pretty diligent about watching something before my kids my kids watch it. And uh, and he really wanted Beatrice to watch it with him, and it was really sweet. And he kind of like set up a whole thing for her, like next to him, and they were going to cuddle together while like watching Paddington Bear. And so I I, I just I, I I kind of gave, and I was like, absolutely. In the middle of the movie. I now I haven't I haven't seen it, so right. I don't know exactly what was happening in the middle of the movie. All of a sudden Beatrice goes, oh, No, no, scary, scary. And I had to run over and shut it off. Like she was freaked. And I asked her what was happening, and she was saying that Paddington was trying to get into someone's house. Right. 
And uh, there was a break-in involved in Paddington. God, I've seen it and I don't even remember. But yeah, this is she like, said there yeah. was something where Paddington okay. was trying to get into someone's house and that um, and that he wasn't such a nice guy. <laughs> he wasn't such a nice guy. There's that 20-minute minute sequence where he's breaking and entering into people's homes. Yes. Like, leads a life of crime. <laughs> yes. And so now it's like she, she's just, you know, intruders. All of a sudden the fear of intruders Aww. was born. Paddington Bear... <laughs> Because I failed as a parent to protect no, her. No, no. It just shows there's nothing you can do. You might as well just let them see everything. That's my, <laughs> as a non-parent, that's my advice to you. No. Oh, man. Uh, um, but it's also interesting because you would think, I don't know, you would guess that growing up and, you know, having been on sets as a kid, does, uh, you know, one might assume that would color like, okay, this is make-believe. Mm. This is like, I'm not, I, this is what daddy does at work, mm -hmm. so it can't hurt me. But I guess mm -hmm. a kid is a kid, and it's like, when you see it projected on a big screen, it still has power. Yeah, I'm I'm not, in, in many ways, I'm not a um, savvy moviegoer. Savvy's probably not the right word. It's that I... I get transported. You're still able to yes, switch off instantly, and and if there's something amazing, I'll I'll try to figure it out afterwards. Where I'll say, man, how did they? Like I remember, like watching Children of Men, I was like, how did they get that shot? How yeah. did they get that shot? You know, so so I'll sort of Birdman was was a recent one where it's just like I need to figure out how they did this movie. Yeah. Um. So so you know, I get interested in kind of the the technical side of the filmmaking, but in the moment, I'm so there. Um, and uh, like my mom's the same way. She talks through every movie because she's interacting with the characters on screen practically. And, and so, is, You guys are the perfect audience. I mean, honestly. <laughs> Actually, my mom was at the Paris premiere and Colin was sitting to my left and my mom was sitting to my right. And about 15 minutes in, he, he leaned over to me and he said, I want to watch every movie with your mother. Oh my God, probably makes it 40% better. <laughs> I know, I know. What's your own, what's your relationship with, because like if you see some of like the, like the posters in my office, they're like, I could just as easily have like backdraft or parenthood. Like, like I grew up like in that kind of like zone of like when you were probably between, yeah, like 10 or 15 yeah, or totally. whatever. Is your relationship with those films at all similar probably to mine or do you have like a weird different kind of thing with No, with I mean films? I that those are my, well backdraft was rated R so right, that right. wasn't something I was going to be saying at the age of 8 sure. when I well I guess it came out when I was 9. But um Willow will huge for me. Willow. Oh my god obsessed. Willow, my legs are in Willow. Are they really? Kind of unintentionally. I wasn't supposed to be. I wasn't allowed to be an extra until I was 7, which was parenthood. <laughs> but um Warwick wasn't available on second unit one day. So they, were like, they were like, throw her in there. Um, Where's my, oh, I have a little comic book. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Sign, signed by Val. So nice. Really? He wrote Peck, Peck, Peck. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, movies movies is is kind of what bonded us as a family. It's yeah. what we love to do and and talk about and... Um, my mom's a huge movie lover and, and, um, and obviously my dad is as well. So yeah, it, it's, it's, that's, I mean, I often find that directors are, are sort of the most fanatical about movies sure. out of anyone. And I, I think in a way, if I inherited anything from my father, it's probably that. Um, and I watched some of your, your directing efforts. I'm surprised you haven't done a feature. I mean, you've been busy with a couple kids in, in recent years. So I guess <laughs> there's that. But like, I even watched, it was so adorable. What was the Canon short you did? Which one? Soulmates? The one I yeah, just Soulmates. did? Oh, cool. Uh, so sweet. It reminded me of that kind of that like sequence in Up of just like them growing oh, up through yeah. the years. So, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. So, and and I, I guess I saw it like your entire family's feet thanks to that film. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> so yeah. I feel about that. Um, that but, sequence in Up is like, right? just murders me. Yeah, talk about sequences about that transport you and, yeah. Yeah, Pixar films. Um, so but, is, yeah. has, has directing been something that's, I mean, that's clearly an ambition. Yeah, More than ambition. To. It's it's yeah. a thing you're doing. I mean, it, yeah, I, I've mostly, I've directed, I think, um, I've directed over 10, but probably like 12 short films at this point. Yeah. Um, and it was really funny because it was kind of the thing that I did when I was pregnant for the most part. Like I started, I did my first short film when I was pregnant with my son when I was 25. And then I, I didn't do another short film until I was pregnant with my daughter, which was, um, I was, uh, that was also with Canon. Right. It was my first thing with Canon. It was like 30 minutes long. And, um, 
and then from there, I started doing a lot of, I started working with a lot of brands to um, to do films or or um, you know short documentaries that had to do with some sort of campaign that they were doing that had kind of an altruistic component right. to it. Um, and I've loved it so far, and I've really loved doing getting to do short content. And yes, I would, I would love to do a feature film, absolutely. Um, uh, and I and I hope that happens. You know, I hope that happens in the future. But I also love acting, so it's tough. It's yeah. like, it's not. I'm not one of those actors where it's my whole dream just to stop acting and start directing. Sure. And for my dad, I mean, he really left acting completely. Yeah. And um, I I don't want that. I I would love to to get to keep acting and then also direct. I mean, that would that would be wonderful. So uh, let's, since we have some time, let's go back down memory lane a little bit yes. to the beginning. Yes. Okay, so um, first acting was in what form? Was school? School. Yeah. Yeah, totally school. Um, uh, yeah, school. And then and then I wanted, like, plays and, and, and musical theater, a lot of musical theater. And um, <laughs> <laughs> why did you say it like that? Was it, were, were you not good or were you ashamed no, or were you no, what? No, no, I was excellent. What are you saying? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I did a lot of musical theater. <laughs> but, um, but then I, I wanted to, when I was applying to colleges, the first school that I applied to early decision was NYU. And the reason why I, I was so interested in going there was because I could do a double major and, and, um, writing was very important to me at the time. And so I, uh, and still is actually. And so I, I, I went to NYU for, for both writing and acting. And I, um, interned at Vanity Fair the summer before I went to NYU because I wanted to see the more kind of commercial side of of writing and right. how one might have a career where they support their family <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to being a novelist right. um, where some novelists do great and most not nothing at all. Um, so uh, so I, I for sure that was something that was important to explore and 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 I I, I got a, a little lucky during when I was at college, I did a, a very experimental play, a Heiner Mueller play called Hamlet Machine, um, that was in, in, incredibly wild. I was on, na- I was naked on stage for an hour and a half, and um, and from that, it, it, I got representation and signed with my agent, who is my agent to this day. At the time, she was an assistant at a at a boutique agency here in New York, and and now you know she's wow. at a she's at a you know bigger agency. So, so was okay. So like in that kind of performance as as a as a young person, was that was that out of character? Because in reading about you, it sounds like. I mean, maybe social outcast is too harsh a phrase, but yeah. like it sounds like you had some trouble fitting in or you didn't feel necessarily you were part of the crowd, fair to say? Yeah, it wasn't so much trouble. Um, it was it was really that I was cool with not being cool. I, I, I liked everyone in high school. I had a really good experience. Um, no, nothing traumatic. Yeah. I also never once had lunch in the lunchroom. Um, See, this is why you and I get along. I <laughs> no, I swear to God. Because, yeah, I never did that. I grew up here in the city. Never, like, never. I also didn't drink. I've never had a sip of alcohol in my I know life. that. I, I do drink now. Yeah. But Responsibly, of course. Yes, yeah. But, but no, I, I, and it, it, that is a, an automatic barrier to kids growing up. Yeah, and I found that. And it's funny because when I think back on it, I, part of the reason I think that I didn't drink when I was young I kept saying, but like, I was so righteous about it. I was like, I'm, what are we breaking the law? Are we going to break <laughs> the law? Everybody, you know, we're just starting out in life. You really, right. is this, this is really your best foot forward here? Right. Um, and, um, I, I wonder if it was in part an excuse to just not have to go to those parties. Oh, totally. You, yes. Felt real awkward. Very, that's a very good analysis for yourself and for me. You've figured me out now just in that <laughs> phrase. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's a way out. Yeah. Yeah, so that out of was uncomfortable kind of situations. Yeah, yeah, um, and I know that a way out of uncomfortable situations, socially at least, is also drinking. <laughs> True, there's one extreme or the other. <laughs> yes, yes, but but I just I just didn't want to. So it was it was yeah, it was completely fine, sort of going through high school that way, and I was very happy. Um, and then, and then doing the stuff on stage in terms of like, was like nudity an issue, like as a twenty one or twenty two year old? No, eighteen um, year old. Oh, wow. Um, no. And my parents saw the play 
And my grandfather saw the play, and and my dad was kind of appropriately freaked. And <laughs> the right amount of freak, yes, as and, he should be as a dad. Yes. And my granddad said the best thing, because he's an actor, and he said, you know, this is so great that she's doing this because she's now she's not gonna be afraid of anything. Right. She's not gonna feel inhibited in anything. And um and I think I think he was definitely right in that. And it it it, it for whatever reason it just didn't it didn't freak me out. And um I think I think in a way because it wasn't connected to sexuality. You know, right. it wasn't a love scene. It was a really bizarre play sure. where I was kind of like ha- half of a of of act 2 was me just kind of hanging hanging through a window seal, sill with like my butt up in the air. You know, I mean this is just I'm sort of is whatever. Right. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. You can't make sense of it. No. You know when actresses are like, you know, if it makes sense for the character and all this kind of stuff. For me, I'm just like, as long as it makes absolutely no sense, right. I will take my clothes off. <laughs> and was that was that was that performance the one that Knight saw? Or was it something? No, like- no. I, I started doing theater. Um so I left school uh because I got a job. Um, here in the city at Manhattan Theater Club. And then I did uh, something on Broadway at the Roundabout and a few regional shows. And then I did a, a, a Shakespeare show, As You Like It, at The Public. And Knight came and saw that and um, and actually waited for me afterwards, which I couldn't believe at the time because I was – I had Unbreakable was like my favorite oh my God, movie. obsessed, yeah. Exactly. And um, – and so that was kind of the highlight of my life at that point. I was like, M. Night Shyamalan saw me in a show and waited to introduce himself. I can't <laughs> believe it. My life is made. And uh, and just a short while later, I the the show the show closed and um and I, I heard from my agent that he he reached out and that he wanted to go to lunch and I had absolutely no idea why. Couldn't imagine that it was for a part. I actually thought at the time that he was going to ask me about my. Um, how I was raised and raising kids in the business with a father who's a director. Right. That's actually what I thought he was going <laughs> to ask about. And in the middle of this lunch, he he pulled out a manila envelope and gave it to me. And he said, I've written a movie called The Village, and I would like you to um to to play the lead. So this was already – okay, so this, so Kirsten had – because Kirsten was going to play it for a yes, time. Yes, so yes. by this time, she'd already gone, and he needed somebody, and he – Yes. Wow. Yeah, That's crazy, crazy. <laughs> wild. I mean, my dad thought it was crazy, too. I remember my dad just being like, wait, What? <laughs> Are you what? No. Um, so yeah, so that kind of happened out of the blue in there, and, and you know, and then an acting career. Hey guys, time for a special message from our friends at Graze.com. If you're like me, you like food. And if you're like me, you snack. And if you're like me, it's tough to find the right kind of snack that's not going to make you gain a thousand pounds and kill you. <laughs> well, that's where our friends at graze.com come in because Lord knows it's impossible to find snacks that a taste good and B are healthy for you. And somehow these guys have figured it out. Graze.com wants to show you the tasty side of healthy snacking. And the good news is you can try it for yourself for free using the code happy. So here are the basics. Graze.com is a snack service that delivers tasty and nutritious snacks right to your work or home. All the snacks come in perfectly portioned packs, great for on the go and treating yourself without overdoing it. So it's the right amount of food from pure fruit and nut mixes to aromatic broths and cookie dippers. They're vast for variety of over 100 unique snack creations means there's always something new and different to try. Maybe you want to try their triple berry smoothie with a medley of dried berries and bananas. Maybe you want campfire s'mores. I want campfire s'mores. That sounds amazing. Uh, Made with chocolate and salted almond buttons and vanilla cookie drops and mini marshmallows. And that's only 130 calories. You see what I'm talking about, folks? When you sign up and you browse and rate all the snacks to help them handpick a personalized box to your taste preferences and dietary requirements. Each snack is approved by their in-house nutritionist and contains no GMOs, artificial flavors, or trans fat, so you can feel good about what you're snacking on. So go to graze.com, that's G-R-A-Z-E.com, right now to get a free trial box that includes four of their top-rated and most delicious snacks. Use the special code HAPPY, that's graze.com, code HAPPY for your free box. So I, I watched The Village again actually last night just because it's been a while. <laughs> no, I did. I really, I mean, I'm a fan. And oh also, one, here's one thing I, I, that I've talked to Knight a lot over the years. And my God, the nicest, coolest guy I on know, the planet. And I know. it just kills me when people rake him over the coals over some. I mean, everyone has their ups and downs. Yeah. 
And so yeah. there's that. Yes. <laughs> um, and it incredible look, human being. Incredible. And brilliant. Yes. Um, but here's what struck me about watching the film. And I knew this, but just watching the film, the cast is insane. Yeah, the cast right? is insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you're the lead in your basically your first film outside yeah. of Willow's Legs. Yes, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's William Hurt, Joaquin Phoenix, Adrian Brody. Right Joe after Jones, get, winning like, an Oscar. Adrian Brody, right. I mean, when Knight was said to me, Oh yeah, it's gonna be Adrian Brody, I was like, it's, it's, what? Yeah. Like I'd just seen his speech yeah. and he kissed Halle Berry. <laughs> Now he's in this movie. And then you have Jesse Eisenberg's in there, yes! Fran Kranz. I mean, yes! you have all these cool people. Judy uh, Greer. Judy Greer. <laughs> so are you, is it just like another point of existence where you're like, okay, this is so bizarre. I'm cool with it. Or is it like, I'm fucking freaked out every day that I have to, I'm, well, I'm carrying the story in a way. I, it, I couldn't process it yeah. enough to be freaked out. Um, it was insane. I mean, it was really, I, I, it, it doesn't happen that a director sees someone in a play who's kind of at that, that moment in their career, like Knight was just, it was just on the heels of, of, of signs yeah. and, um, and had, he was had, as high as he had ever was. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. And, and to, to, to get to do a project like that and a role like that. I'm playing a blind girl and he doesn't audition me. Like he doesn't, he's not curious as to how, what my take might be for that thing that has like, it's like a really specific kind of performance. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's remarkable to me that he, that he had that instinct. And I mean, what's funny is I'm just like, oh yeah, he had that instinct. But the truth is, is then it followed by six months of rehearsals where he really right. guided me uh, toward that performance. And um, so, yeah, I don't know why I wasn't like I, when I would meet people, I would get a little red and I'd be a little nervous. Yeah. Um, but uh, for, for the most part, I I just was kind of bright eyed and bushy tailed and really excited. Was your experience like? And you're not the type that would ever like speak out of turn about people, but like there are some interesting personalities in that cast. William Hurt is notoriously an interesting guy to say the least. Joaquin, we know. I mean, he's fascinating, but he's certainly an odd duck. I mean, were they? What, I mean, was it sort of out of the norm when you look back on it compared to the kind of actors you worked with later? Was it an interesting kind of assemblage of personalities? It, it was in the in the most in extraordinary way. We all lived together in a bed and breakfast while we were shooting and called Sweetwater Farm. And um and we would have dinner together every single night. Night actually had a a uh, a chef prepare dinner for us every single Day. I mean, this was before 2008 when everything crashed. Right. Apart. <laughs> the glory days. <laughs> the glory days of the movie industry. Um, and uh, and we felt so bonded so quickly. Actually, before filming, we we kind of went to this. Um, we did this sort of camping experience together, where we all went into the woods and we were we were learning how to do all the things that you know people would do within a community in the 1800s sure. and and. Um, it was it was just a, a, a an incredible experience to have with a with a group of adults that felt so reminiscent of summer camp, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And um and so we all got very 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 close. Oh my gosh! Now I'm thinking like Brendan Gleeson was in that yeah, movie. We didn't Jerry, mention Sigourney Jerry Weaver. Jones, by the way. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> nuts. And um and and Bill in particular, I could cry thinking about him. Um. He uh, he played my father, and as everybody wrapped on the movie, as everybody finished on the movie, one by one, they were leaving Sweetwater, and I was the last three weeks of shooting was just me in in the forest, mm. and so I knew that I was going to be on my own. And Bill wrapped, and he said, "Oh, he wasn't quite sure when he was going to leave. He was going to stay for a few more days." He stayed the entire time because he didn't want for me to be alone. Wow. And um, and every single night we would have dinner together and he would run my lines with me for the next day. And uh, he took care of me like a father. And this is after, you know, this is not a method situation because he had rapped. Like his yeah. performance was in the can. Just nothing, nowhere to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> he liked no, the catering. He, he liked... had his kids actually come out yeah. to be with him because, you know, of course he wanted to be with his family. Sure. And and um, 
thinking back on it now, I mean, I certainly didn't take it for granted at the time, but just as an adult now with my own family and thinking back at that gesture, it's uh, it was such a gift. You know, his friendship was an enormous gift and, and as was, you know, the relationship with everybody in the yeah. cast. And um, I mean, it was unreal. It was also crazy because like Joaquin, I was, I was super enamored with him when, when I was uh, a seven year old during parenthood. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I mean, he was leaf at yeah. the time and I was like, Oh, who is this brooding young man? There's just something about <laughs> him. And, uh, and, it, it it was it was just one of those amazing experiences, and and I and I actually feel very similarly about Jurassic World. It was I, it was actually four years between the Help and Jurassic World, and it was because I I got pregnant and had a baby, and um, my husband was working out of the country at the time, and I wanted to keep the family together, yeah. and um, um, and I. For a moment, felt sort of I, I was directing these these short films, but I, I felt really out of the flow of things in terms of acting. And then you know, Colin comes in and gives me this part out of nowhere, and um, and then it was it was just this experience of feeling like you like working with Chris, working with Judy Greer again, right? You know, working with Colin, it it, um, it felt like family, and it was you incredible. mentioned that that break because I mean, I mean. And it sounds like you experienced this. I mean, you know as well as I do. It's like the turnover is so quick. Who's the it person this yes, moment? Yes, if you're not working for seven days, you might as well retire. Yeah, and you've experienced <laughs> that. You've been the it person right off the bat. You were, you know, everywhere. And it's like the fact that you can come around and take a break and be in arguably the biggest film of the summer. Um, I mean, was there concern like, am I going to be able to get the kind of roles? Yes, that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a lot of concern and I wasn't sure kind of what it was going to be like and how I was going to get back into it. And I actually, perhaps weirdly, I really enjoy auditioning. So I, 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 I thought to myself, you know, as long as I can get into the room, that's going to be fun. And, and, you know, it may take a year or so, but hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll get back into the flow of working again. Um, but to get this and also it was, it was crazy. I mean, I talked with Colin and, Asked him for the chance to audition, and then a few weeks later, very similar to my experience with Knight, he called me and he offered me the part. Um, I can't believe it. Is it from what I've heard? And again, I'm at a disadvantage because I haven't seen the the movie, but I understand. It sounds like the character gets to exhibit some some strength. Oh, for sure. Right along oh, the yeah. way. Is that I mean is that important to you? I mean, I'm just coming off. I've seen Mad Max: Fury Road five times in the last three weeks i'm obsessed i have not seen it and i'm Dude. dying I mean, to see it knowing what i know and what we've discussed in terms of love of filmmaking and yes. just the, the art yeah you're gonna, i was in just a few weeks ago explode. i was i was in new zealand and it wasn't released there yet and um and then came back and went into this and i'm dying to see it's it bananas it's oh. next level oh. um but it must be exciting to to and I don't want to get into the kind of cliched kind of like strong female characters kind of mm-hmm. thing, but it is. I mean, it's important to like, you don't want to be the appendage to Chris Pratt. You want someone that's going to have yeah. their own I arc and, st- and strength. Because I've always said strong female characters. And then I realized it's really, it's really dimensional because I'm cool with playing a flawed, weak minded, um, complex person. Right. It doesn't necessarily need to be strong, but um, I think strongly written character, right. you know, a, a fully fleshed out. I mean, I'm just interested in playing a human being. Yeah. You know, not an archetype, not just like, yeah, a, a silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. Has that, I mean, it seems like you've avoided that. <laughs> I think so. I, I, I mean, I'm lucky in that way because I don't, you don't see me and think, oh, that's a piece of meat. You know, you're not, you're not like, oh, I just want to, I just don't want to see her talk and I just want to look at that girl. She's just sit naked with her butt out a window like she did with the stars. Butt out a window. That is your place in life, Bryce. You're going to come around. It's going to happen again. <laughs> I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> you have also been, I mean, Jurassic's the latest example, a crazy amount of big movies. Is that just happens? I mean, it has to be happenstance. It's not like anyone charts out, like, I'm going to be in four different franchises yeah. throughout a career. It, it just, I mean, it's, it's that, I think, more than anything, is a reflection of kind of my personal fanboydom because I, um, 
And that was that was a word that I just created. So fan dash boy dash dumb. Um, but uh, I I love getting to see those movies. Yeah. You know, I get really excited to see those films in in the theater. And so if someone mentions the possibility of an audition, say for something like that, I mean, if, I'm I'm not gonna be like. I'm so excited to see that movie. There's no way that I want to be a part of it. <laughs> so that's something right. that I love. And then, and then of course, you know, I, I I do some strange movies, and then I do some really intimate kind of personal films, and and then sometimes I go for long periods of time where I don't yeah, do yeah. movies. Hopefully, hopefully that won't happen again because because um, I'm 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 very satisfied with my family of uh, two children and, yeah. you know, one male, one female, and we'll p- replace my husband and I, and we will <laughs> not contribute to the no. population problem. <laughs> the, I, the family, did they all go to, because Pete's Dragon was shot somewhere pretty remote, I feel like, right? New Zealand. Yeah. All over New Zealand. Yeah, and they were with me the whole time. My kids always come with me. I'm so fascinated by that one again. I mean, I remember it from a kid, but what, you have David Lowry's the director? Yes. Who, if people don't know... Ain't them bodies saints like you? You would not think. Oh, naturally, this this guy's like showing Terrence Malicky kind of like vibes, yes. and he's going to do Pete's Dragon. Okay, yes. that my ears perk up for that. It's cool, right? Yeah. It's kind of what happened with Colin. I mean, I kind of. It's yeah, a totally. very similar yeah, yeah. situation. Um, and I think it speaks to sort of where we're at right now within the storytelling industry because of the sophistication of television. Yeah. We we are demanding more. We're demanding more of our theatrical experience. And and it's not just about an, an actor who can or not an actor, but a director who can direct action or, you know, make a marketable film. It's right. it's really about creating these films that are layered. Um and layered to the point that it would justify an individual leaving their pristine home entertainment system, getting into a car, driving, parking, seeking out, you know, fighting for a seat. Yeah. Um uh, and watching a movie. And so that that's a lot to ask of someone these days. You know, it's really cozy to stay at home. Yeah. So I think I think that studios are are hip to the fact that that um that it requires a filmmaker who who is um who who has the abilities to bring those layers and the, and those complexities to um you know, to these these kind of these titles. Hey guys, time for a special message from our friends over at Squarespace. You guys know about Squarespace, but if not, let's go over some basics. First of all, you know, and I know this from personal experience, that building a website can be downright impossible, really tough. And even if you do know your way around coding, which by the way, I do not, (laughs) creating something that looks good and actually works well is a huge time-consuming affair, and we're all busy folks, right? Well, whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else in this day and age, you probably need a website. Lucky for us and lucky for you, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look beautifully, professionally designed, regardless of your skill level. No coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy-to-use tools to create your website with, it also has state-of-the-art technology for powering your site to ensure security and stability, and you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust them too. Seriously, guys, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. What did we do before Squarespace? It's the only brand when it comes to building your own website worth paying attention to. And part of that's because they give you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website for an insane a month. How are you going to beat that? You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So what are you waiting for? Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code HAPPY to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for Happy, Sad, Confused. We'd like to thank Squarespace for their support of Happy, Sad, Confused. Squarespace, build it beautiful. In looking at the, you've worked with, a, I feel like a disproportionate amount of really nice filmmakers. I really have. Like you really have. Like, yeah. like even just in my limited experience talking to most of these guys, they're really good awesome people. Awesome people. Um, and then I think of someone who I haven't interviewed, but like Lars von Trier. Yes. Who's, and this again. A doll baby. Really? Yes. Because he's even talked recently about how he, and who knows, sometimes you don't believe everything 
yeah, out of his yeah. mouth because he's that kind of guy. But how he's he's now I think clean and sober. Like he had he had, had issues. Was that not like? Did you not have any sense of like this is a guy with issues and I'm going to make the best of it? He was actually cool. He was so cool really? and so sweet and vulnerable and open and um and. And a little Dickens too, you know. I mean, he's just—he's a—he he can be a little playful, naughty boy and right. say, say provocative things. But it's—it's it's, um, his heart is it's coming from a good place. It's it coming is. from the best place, and he's—he's he's just a sweetheart. Actually, I—I I, um, was talking to Kirsten Dunst not too long ago about this, and she just also just ad- adored Lars and working with hmm. him, and um. And so I don't know. And I know Nicole loves Lars, too. So I think he might have had some early... Um, I mean, the Bjork relationship was well known. Was, I like think, she a was, little contentious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, um, but beyond that, all, all the, the women that I've spoken to and, 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 um, and, and actors also, male actors as well that I've spoken to who've worked with Lars, they worship him. Yeah. Another one in that vein, I feel like I'm getting, uh, and I apologize if it feels like I'm talking controversial no, stuff, no. stuff now, but like similarly, in, in a weird, different kind of vein, so Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> so it's from Rear Salvation. Another sweet guy who like, I, you know, I've gotten a chance to talk to in recent years and really cool guy yes. who had an unfortunate incident in the in the middle of your film, uh, to Rear Salvation. Were you there that day? Was that... Listen to the recording and see whether or not my name is mentioned. Oh, it's been a while. I haven't listened. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was there. So, so did you really, in that moment, did you realize this was going to, you didn't know it was a thing because you didn't know anyone was recording it. Well, we, yeah, we didn't know that it was going to necessarily be public, but it was, it was really intense. And yeah. it, 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 that whole thing sucked too, because it's like those things are taken out of context and um, it was a brutal day there was a hurricane coming in we had one take yeah. we had all pulled an all-nighter the previous night because um because there was some uh we weren't sure whether or not like what scene we were shooting whether or not we were going to see the shoot the scene where he was actually supposed to be unhinged that was that was his moment that was kind of like his his um Sounds like you had a perfect storm of events where he yes. had to be at this emotional apex. Yes, and we had kind of one shot at yeah. it, and um, and it it was his character's rock bottom moment, and there had been technical issues, and um, and yeah, and then and then that happened, and it and it sucked, and um, it sucked for everyone, and um, Christian was devastated. He he just felt awful, yeah. and um, and, and then for it to go public like that it's just you know ah. it must give give you like an interesting like we were talking about night before like a perspective where like you know these people and like you know what you know you've worked with them day to day i mean and like it, it, things can be can be reduced into a headline and absolutely and it's and it's really intense because it's none of us get into this because well i mean maybe i shouldn't speak for everyone but the people that i've worked with we don't get into this because we want to be public people. We don't want to be politicians. Right. You know, it, it's we do it because we're actually a little unpredictable. <laughs> you know, we're because we we're we're interested in storytelling and um and and human behavior and um and all of the complexities within that. And um, it's now especially there is so much transparency and um. And I I don't have a problem with it. I mean it's 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 okay for sure. But it's part of the um, yeah yeah. But it is it is it's a it's a little bit of a weird thing yeah. that that it's it's. I mean my goal is to kind of disappear when I'm doing something, and then to even I mean th- this is cool and stuff, but it's such a weird thing for me to like wrap my mind around talking about it. Sure, because it is this sort of. Um, what would be the right world? Is it ephemeral? It's like mm-hmm. this. It's this thing where when you experience when when you're a part of making a movie, that's that's it's difficult to articulate. Yeah. And um, and and then and then you know it, it gets reduced to talking points. Right. And that's that's a um, I think more often than not that is the the most challenging part of of the the business and and the thing that 
people are least prepared for. I, I love what what uh, Pratt put on his what Facebook preemptively yeah. before know, the press. Rad. Genius, so basically, then, basically saying that everything was going to be taken out of context. Yeah. and apologizing. And what is hilarious about that is that the um, so I've been in so many interviews with him at this point, and almost everyone is mentioned, and they're just like, "Why did you apologize?" So like that thing became <laughs> people understand something. He's like, of, I was making a joke. <laughs> uh, since you're not on social media, as far as I know, yes, I'm not. Uh, I thought you should see um, our buddy Jessica Chastain posted this photo, oh, which I oh love. Did you see this? Oh, this is when we were at a party together. I was so worried about her knee. She had just got knee surgery. Anyway, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> people still think we're the same person. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my gosh! So that's the two of you together at a party, and yes, I oh, suppose and people I was pregnant. and people uh, you get a little of the Chastain recognition sometimes. Does that happen? Ugh, uh, only on good days. She's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the best, kind of the best person in the world, right? I know. Seriously, it's like it's like. Oh, I'm sorry, I mistook you for Jessica Chastain. I'm like, no, please do. <laughs> I beg of you. Uh, let's wrap it up. Um, it's been a long day for you. We I can't. Sorry, I can't get over that. That is hilarious <laughs> that, that she did that. That's great. She's the best. Yeah, she's um, so cool. I've got a, a fedora, Indiana Jones fedora. Maybe it'll be filled by uh, Chris Pratt one, one day or not. We don't know. Oh, man. Uh, is this a real Indiana Jones fedora? I, I, no, I wouldn't take that from a... From, oh, look, you just, oh, Indiana Jones. What did I just do? Just I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I wanted to it's look okay. at it. It's okay. It's okay. Okay, okay. Um, I'm putting so it back. There's, there's, no, you don't have to. You don't have to. As if it never happened. It's okay. It's okay. Um, there's some yeah, random questions, OCD, though. I have to put it back. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but pick a question or two. There's some random questions in there. Okay, so I need to put them all back you before I can pick to. it okay. out. No, but I have to. <laughs> but I have to. Okay. Okay. We'll wait. You should see my character in the movie. There's a joke. Or you might have seen it in like early clips where where Chris Pratt is like, who prints out an itinerary for a date? <laughs> and my first thought was, um, What's weird who about doesn't? That? Yeah, exactly. What are you supposed to do? Just go in there and just like make it up what you're going to do? You need to know what you're going to plan. You need okay. a plan of attack. Let's see. French fries or onion rings? French fries. I don't like onions. Interesting. Gross. But I have to be careful because I, I I have a major a major allergic reaction to gluten. Really? It's major, legit. So you have a legit gluten thing. Legit. Like a genetic, like I've been through all the procedures wow. for the rest of my life. When did this, when did you learn of this? It, You know what? It happened after the birth of my second child because um, they, uh, what I was told was that you can, you can have that, like for instance, you can have celiac for your whole life, um, but you you don't necessarily become symptomatic because your immune system. I could be wrong. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Everyone <laughs> trust. Um, but I, what I was told mm. was that your immune system can kind of stay ahead of something like that. Okay. And um and just, just pregnancy. I had kind of a difficult pregnancy, and um uh and my immune system just was was like enough is enough. <laughs> you've had you, your you've had your fill of gluten for life. Your fill. <laughs> Exactly. You're gonna. It's time for a tummy ache. Okay. <laughs> so so yeah. So French fries is a far less harrowing prospect than onion rings. <laughs> but even when I had gluten, I I you were not an onion. Yeah. Lady. Another one. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Karaoke. <sighs> Worst nightmare. See again. This is why we get along. I've never oh karaoke in my life. Oh my gosh. It's. Can- can I, I just like name drop for a second? Please. I went to karaoke with Amy Adams oh, well, that years must have ago, been a scene. and I'm just like I'm never ever <laughs> trying to do anything she again. It. Oh, she murdered it, <laughs> slayed it, genius! What was her? Do you remember what she sang? Everything, dozens song of songs, <laughs> so many songs, and it wasn't just that she sang it. She really embodied everything, but not in a dorky way where you're like committing 100. percent You're like, ooh, like it was. It was like it was so like subtle and just like brilliant and and charismatic Sublime and yeah. Karaoke or <sighs> okay. Um, favorite childhood TV show. Favorite. Oh, I, I have a true answer to this. It's a little dorky. Get smart. Get smart was great. It was awesome. Why is right? it dorky? Nick and Knight. Um, when was the last time you threw up? Pregnancy. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Over it. That might be the way to end it, I think. <laughs> How are we going to top that? 16 <laughs> times a day, Stop I averaged. It, it was Stop so it. Six, what? crazy that I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count. I'm going to turn this into a statistic. And I tracked it Ooh. over a week-long period. It was an average of 16 times a day throughout both pregnancies. And I still managed to gain a trillion pounds. <laughs> I was like... 
how, how is this happening? I'm vomiting everything that I'm putting into my body. Wow. Where is this fat from? What? Favorite candy bar. <sighs> Notice there are a lot of food-related questions. This is a peek sure. into my soul. I like Tootsie Rolls. Solid. Tootsie Rolls are Solid. pretty good. So you might be the first person to go through the entire hat. Favorite, I know. Favorite book. Favorite book, The Fountainhead. Okay. Probably. Okay. Um, if I were a rapper, my name would be um, Baby Biz or Baby Showbiz. Baby Showbiz. Is that connected to anything? Or my, my husband calls me busy. <laughs> and so, yeah. I like it. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter. Although Lord of the Rings is very beautiful because it was shot in New Zealand. My closest friends and family call me Baby Show. <laughs> For sure. They do. My favorite Halloween costume, I was um, Pippi Longstocking for seven years in a row. I was going to say, that makes perfect sense. I, I was typecasting. I was amazing at putting the wires in my braids. I was, I was like, this is, this is. You might have been the most, the sweetest kid or the most annoying kid. I'm not sure. Which. <laughs> I know. I know. I was just so good at those wire in the braids. What movie do you know by heart? Um... I don't know, not by heart, but Breakfast at Tiffany's I've seen probably more than any other film because okay. that started young. Beard or mustache? Beard. My husband has a beard. He's so <laughs> handsome. Zombies or vampires? Who? I have a history. Mm, I like both. I mean, I mean, I like stories about vampires because zombies. Zombies are more of There's not much a dynamism to yes. zombies. There's, There's only so much you can do with a zombie. Yeah, a, a zombie is a threat. Yes. Whereas a vampire, a vampire is is a story. I like it. Um, although obviously there are great zombie films. Best to come best sitcom of all time is Arrested Development. Yes. <laughs> um Describe my perfect movie going experience. Dude, Jurassic Park. No joke, for sure. Jurassic Park. I mean, it was it was like we'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. And plus, it was Steven Spielberg and Michael Crichton and Sam Neill and Laura Dern. Jeff Goldblum, hello. And Jeff Goldblum. Ian Malcolm in yes, the house. Come on, people. all of them. <laughs> Sam Jackson, Beatty Wong. Uh, where haven't you been that you want to go to? Um, uh, I There's this place called Dunton Hot Springs in Colorado. That I go on their website almost every single day. It's it's <laughs> so expensive. I don't think I'll ever go there. I, I showed it to Robert Redford. Um, He's like, I own, he, I own a piece of that. I know, I know. <laughs> he he loves that kind of part part of the of the country. Sure. And I showed it to him, and he was like, Oh, you've got to go there with your family. I mean, wow, you should you should go there after this movie. And I was just like, Would you care to foot the bill? <laughs> um, no, but it's 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 a great place. Who's your favorite Batman? I mean, I'm biased. He's got to go, Michael. Mr. Bale. What? Well, but he's, he's. What are you supposed to do? Your friend is in Batman. Your oh, wait. friend is in Batman. See, I was going to go, Dad's bud, Mr. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I know he was so good. He was so. Well, I'm not going to quarrel. Bale was amazing. It's just. Yeah, no, 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 Michael no, no. was he my brought, child. Yeah, no, he Batman. brought a. He he I'm brought. This way, your your. He had a certain joie de vivre. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, he was really no. You're right. No, I don't want to say you're right. You're not right. <laughs> They're both. They both can be right. They're both my favorites. I wish I could change this about my body. Um, what would I like to change about my body? Um, the inability to throw up sixteen times. I know, I know, but I have to say, I'm still, I'm pretty. Even though I was super nauseous during or sick during pregnancy, I have a pretty sturdy constitution. What would I like to change about my my wrists? Get a little achy. I would like, I did a lot of karate when I was a kid and I broke a lot of boards and I think it kind of weakened my wrists. Really? But I really love my body. She's gonna, my best friend and she gets me through life. <laughs> I was going to say, if wrists is your biggest problem, yeah. you're doing all right. No, she's a good girl. She takes care of me. She makes all my dreams come true. She gives me children. Worst injury I've ever had. Um, I got pretty busted up on Spider-Man 3. I dislocated my shoulder, my rib cage, and my left hip. And I went to the doctor, and he was like, did you get in a car accident? Were you dragged? I was like, no, Spider-Man caught me. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> yeah, the most interesting person in the world. The most interesting person. Oh, um, um, it's one of my children. I mean, they're so interesting to me. They're endlessly, <laughs> endlessly interesting to me. 
best vacation you've ever taken. Now, I'm not a big vacation person. Okay. I don't really go on vacations. Except for the springs my, that's going to happen. Yes, yeah. Dunton Hot Springs. Yeah. Um, but I fantasize about vacations. But my life is a little bit – I shouldn't say this – but it, my life feels a little bit like a vacation because you go to like a really beautiful place and you make a time, movie yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, they bring you water. I mean, what's nicer <laughs> than that? Um, but I had an awesome car trip when I was a kid where we went to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And my parents let us just eat as much chocolate as we wanted. And I will never forget it as long as I live. What do you like on your hot dog? Um, usually I'm just like a basic catch-up person, however – I've I've become a little sophisticated in recent years, and I like um, sauerkraut, and okay. I like mustard as well. I find it disconcerting. You call it ketchup. What? What was that? What's it called? Well, it's like it's a K E. It's not a K A. I mean, it's such a strange. It's like ketchup. Do people say ketchup? I say ketchup. I say ketchup. It might be my New York accent, like coming a ketchup. Yeah, but I'm from Westchester. Yeah. Um, okay, I say ketchup. You know what else I say wrong? I say orange. Is oh, that wrong? My wife makes fun of the way I say orange. You're supposed oh, to say like orange. orange. I don't even know now how I say it. Orange. Whatever I do, I say it wrong. Orange. I say orange. orange. I say orange and I say ketchup. Yeah. Do you have a nickname? Well, it's the it's we, the baby we, show. Um, were you ever grounded for what? You know what? You never were grounded. Yes, I was grounded. Whenever I was grounded, I wasn't allowed to go on set. And when I did The Village, I never wanted to go home after I rapped. And so Knight would let me hang on in his trailer and watch all of his screeners. <laughs> What can you eat a ton of? Um, many things. Uh, <laughs> what do you have in this office? <laughs> I know. Uh, I I mean, this is going to be controversial because I, okay. I, I used to be a vegan, but I can eat a ton of steak. <laughs> um, have I ever been arrested? No, never. Never not, even got a ticket. Not going to happen. Very good girl. I'll stop this soon. This is just too pleasurable. It's so fun. Should drugs and or prostitution be legalized? Talking about controversy. Here we go. You know what? I Listen, I don't want to say – I'm not advocating anything necessarily, but but my my if I could wave a wand and the best version of that legalization could happen, I would say absolutely because I lived in Amsterdam for a summer. Okay. And, um, and it wasn't chaos on the streets? It, it was, was not chaos on the streets. It was actually – there was a lot of oversight and, and the women were – as far as I understood, there was a f- far more protection than there is. Um, when it is is it is made illegal, and um, I don't know if hard drugs. I don't think like I don't think all drugs be, should be. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't think all drugs should be legalized. Um, but you're saying this from a place of someone that's a teetotaler. That's not really. A, yeah, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I, like I'm way for the legalization of marijuana, yeah. for instance. I mean, like I, I feel like outlaw alcohol. Everyone should walk around like. Well, not everyone should walk around <laughs> like that. I mean, I'm a mother. <laughs> And I don't do that stuff, but um, but yeah, I'm 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 into that. Favorite gadget? Oof, I'm the worst with gadgets. Really? Yeah, I just I, I always I get my my husband's hand me down phones. Um, I mean my computer. I love my computer. Actually, Wes Bentley. I just did a film with him, and he he said that if 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 I was a superhero, my like weapon of choice would be my computer. I walk around like this, <laughs> like you know how a waiter like holds sure. it because I used to be a waitress starting when I was fourteen, so I can really. That's why your that. wrist is bad. That's my. Like my freaking, it's not karate. It's because I was a waitress. You figured it out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> For real. I was too young. I wasn't formed yet. I wasn't, my body wasn't formed yet. And I did that too much. You know what? My parents had to write a permission slip to let me so it's basically their legally fault. You have a be a waitress. I know. Favorite sport is, um, I say this shamefully, basketball, but oh. I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible basketball fan now. I haven't kept up, although my husband has. The last gross thing I ate was I've been eating a lot of steamed spinach lately, and there's always something a little gross about it at the end, but I'm sort of like proud of myself. Favorite Godfather movie? Um, I mean, part two. Yeah. Uh, It's just, I mean, the story of a father and son simultaneously. When was the last time I cried? (laughs) It was about an hour ago. Let's end that there. (laughs) About an hour ago in front of a camera next to Josh. You you killed it both in terms of the photos and the hat. This is like unprecedented. Uh, I don't know who's going to follow you. (laughs) I I pity the next guest on Happy Second Fuse. Hardly. Um, Listen. 
If you get Jessica Chastain in here, she will do better. Wow. <laughs> I'm telling you. Anything I can do, she can do better. Oh, I promise. I think it will be a tie in all respects. Um, honestly, it's so good to see you. It's been too long. And um, actually, I'll see you soon. I think I'll see you in LA after I see the movie. So Brad, you're seriously? Not, you're not done with me quite yet. I hope you like it, man. I will. I know I, really, I will. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. Uh, it's good to see you. You too. This is cool. <laughs> so fun. That's the show, guys. I'm Josh Horowitz. This has been Happy, Sad, Confused. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hit me up on Twitter, Joshua Horowitz. Go over to wolfpop.com. Check out all the amazing shows over there. And most importantly, check back in next week for another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Graze.com, the snack service that wants to show you the tasty side of healthy snacking. Graze.com delivers tasty and nutritious snacks right to your work or home. Perfectly portioned and ready for on-the-go snacking, each snack is approved by their in-house nutritionist and contains no GMOs, artificial flavors, or trans fat, so you can actually feel good about what you're snacking on. Choose from over 100 unique snack creations and rate all the snacks. When you sign up to help them, handpick a personalized box of snacks just for you. So go to graze.com, that's G-R-A-Z-E.com now to get a free trial box that includes four of their top-rated and most delicious snacks. Use the special code HAPPY. That's graze.com, code HAPPY for your free box. Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.